Good morning. Tr- oh, we rolling. Good morning, troublemakers. It's Monday. We got a lot of energy pent up today. You should have seen us dancing before the show started. Today, we're going through the NAD franchise report. Talk about dealers abandoning Odessa and manufacturers moving to the metaverse. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know. Who I, I swear. They stop and stay when they I see promise. Someday soon, you're going to drop a rap record, and all it will be is the titles from our last, like, 20. Like, someone needs to cut that. I think Brian Ortega one day needs to go back on our last, like, eight ones and just, like, chop it together, like, cut stuff up, and all of a sudden, it's a rap Manufacturers so moving to the metaverse is, Got is the tongue. Dun- <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, good morning, everybody. There's like a lot of energy today. Like you can just tell sometimes when we log in in the morning, like we're just ready to go. Today's one of those days. I know why I feel great. One of the reasons is that it is absolutely stunningly beautiful in upstate New York. Uh, Yesterday, today, over the weekend, it's it's the perfect time of year to make up for all that garbage weather that we get. So that just puts me in a good mood. He's like snow on Monday, sun on Saturday. (laughs) Let's go. You're like, that is also otherwise known as Nashville. (laughs) <laughs> the good weather. Go. Yeah, this is this is the way we do it in Nashville. Yeah, we had a beautiful weekend. Today might be a little bit rainy, but then we get a nice, like, it kind of cools it off. It was 80s in the weekend. Cools it off. We'll be in the 70s. We'll be hanging out in spring. That's like, we might it, actually get a spring this year. Sometimes we just skip be. it. So, yeah. <laughs> My kids are like, yesterday, good. it's like 77 and sunny. My kids are like, can we go in? It's hot. <laughs> oh, no. <We're> so- <laughs> We are my, so unacclimated. My son goes out in jeans yesterday <laughs> afternoon. It's 84 degrees. We're like, son, put on some shorts. He goes, it's windy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. All of our blood will acclimate. Uh, you just saw the trailer. If you're watching the video for our event, uh, the Asodu Family Reunion, May 9th in Tampa, um, it's shaping up to be an amazing evening. Have some amazing special oh, yeah. guests. We're going to have so much fun with the swag experience. We're going to be giving away cash True Car's giving away gas money, so if you're feeling the pinch, the pump, come and get some cash for your gas tank. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, tickets are available now. We did sell out last year, so um, sooner than later, and we saw this last year, Kyle. It was like a steady ramp up, right? And once we got like two weeks from the event, ticket sales started to go even faster, and then Boom. by like two days before the event, I was getting text messages from everybody, and they all started like this, hey, man, it's good to... <laughs> good to talk to you (laughs) hey by the way do you have extra tickets so like um we don't mind doing those things but we might just might not have any left so get your tickets sooner than later if you're a dealer guess what our friends at autofy paid for all the dealer tickets so you can go what a pal for free (laughs) it's so much it was so fun to see watch tickets open up and like 95 percent of the tickets were dealers registering to come that's the best to the event so um it's going to be an amazing night make sure you get your tickets even if you're a dealer you have to get the tickets it's a ticketed event and you can't get in without a ticket and we mean it bingo and we mean it right there's only one way in and out of this place and you ain't getting in without a ticket um what else? What are we excited about today? Oh, oh man, we're really excited about, you know, I, I, for you, you've been an entrepreneur for what? Five, six. Well, no, no, like 12 years, 15 years or 20. something like that. 20 years. <laughs> Almost. And so 19. for me, I mean, I've always hired people into the companies that I've worked for, for the last, I don't know, 10 years. Um, but just this experience of bringing people into a company that 
I now own that um, that I'm partners in, and uh, and so we we get the that opportunity again today to to bring a new person in. Um, and really, what is really exciting about this person is we kind of threw the call out there to the Asodu community and said, "Story, hey, we are looking to hire." Uh, a senior graphic design person and an events coordinator. And all of a sudden I got like three LinkedIn messages and two emails within a couple hours. And wouldn't you know it, but one of those emails has now turned into uh, our, our uh, creative content director that starts today. So really excited to at some point introduce him to, to everyone on uh, in, in the Asodu world. Just, I'm so excited and imagining the possibilities because if you've been a part of a Asodu world for any period of time, pretty much what you see is what is largely directed and or manufactured by, hold your hands up, Kyle, by these four <laughs> hands and a couple <laughs> other people and brains. In my, so having someone to come in and kind of take take the wheel on that uh, is just going to take our whole thing to the next level. Looking forward to to building out that creative team. Now we've senior writer, content director, social media coordinator, designer. Like we're starting to get a little, we're going to need it too. We're starting to get a little head, ahead of steam and we're going to need it because we have some uh, big, big swings we are excited to talk about coming up soon. Yes, uh, yes. Speaking of big swings. Segway. Time. Look, if you're in retail automotive, you know, you already know that retail took a massive swing for the fences last year. Yep. And we now are getting the exact data points back. So the NADA retail franchise report came out, uh, I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago. We kind of, it's it's one of those things that it's doesn't get soon. publicized that much, but yeah. it um, should be though. I know, right? I There's think we're trying so to fix that right nuggets. now. Exactly. We're just so many good nuggets. Uh, so we just wanted to pull out um, some specific data points in there that that we thought were really interesting about uh, the retail franchises and inventory and how 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 uh, how financials and and even employees are going, because we think that's important for the whole industry to kind of know, like, OK, what's everyone else doing out there and how is that impacting yeah. me at the store that I'm at? So, um Yes. Yeah. So we pulled out a couple of points I, as I was going through this and we kind of parsed through it separately and, and put some feedback in the notes. I was like, man, we should like do a whole discussion on this. Like we could do a clubhouse room or something because there's a lot in here. We kind of skimmed the surface to give you some data points today. Um, Kyle, why don't you take the first uh, the first few and then I'll take the last one since I think that's how we, we entered them in here. Yeah, yeah, no. So the the first thing that caught my eye, and I went right to like inventory. How how is inventory going? And uh, the two big things about inventory: one, we all know this, but new car uh, supply is way down, almost uh, over half of what the typical day supply is. So meaning the available inventory in the market and how how fast it's most likely to sell is now uh, for uh, domestics at twenty two days and for. Um, for international um, makes, it's 26 days. So really the average is under 25 days of new vehicle supply, uh, which is a pretty stark difference from, you know, many manufacturers carrying 90, 100, 100, 120 day Gee, supplies wait. out there. Remember that? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like no, nobody, nobody wants to go back there. Nah. The other piece that I was looking at was like all of the variances between new vehicle sales, used vehicle sales, and how that, how that parsed out. Uh, for new franchises. And honestly, the variances weren't that mind boggling to me, right? Used vehicle sales up 4%, new vehicle sales down uh, a few percent. 
Um, but the one thing that caught my eye was that street purchases, meaning uh, purchases of acquisition of used inventory from the public, from the street, was up almost 2x, up from 4% of the total used car inventory that, a de that dealers are holding to 8% of the acquisition strategy, which in my mind is still low, right? Yeah, um, I came actually cars from, out there. Yeah, I came actually from a group that was uh, on from a trade and and vehicle purchases what was about a 50-50 split. But there's still a lot happening at the auction. There's still a lot happening from whole from a wholesale perspective, not just trades. Um, and and then uh, so yeah, just some really interesting stuff that that I saw from the inventory side of things. You know, a couple other things that that popped out. Um, here's one little little snippet from the service. Uh, service segment over 271 million ROs were written last year. How many people in the country? Four That's crazy. something, 450, 420? Yeah, yeah. So, so think about that 420, and that includes children, babies, like all right. the. Think of how many lives an auto dealership touches every oh, single See, I knew year. you were headed there. 271 That's so million times someone came in and was like, something's up. I need some help with this. And it was an auto dealer that had the <sighs> opportunity to say, I can help Come you with that. Or, You're trying to get my heartstrings here on a Monday. <laughs> to act annoyed and pressured. And like, that's also 271 million opportunities to give the wrong impression, right? <laughs> so to, to think about service as this backbone relationship opportunity and like 271 million, that wasn't all individual people, right? Some people had to come in multiple times. Right. So right. unlike sales where it's like you get to see one person every three to five years on service, you've probably seen that same person multiple times. So I thought it's important to point that out. Um, let's talk about people employed a million fifty five thousand, one million fifty five thousand people employed by dealerships. That's just a few. That is just, just a, a few. couple. Of and we're not talking about, you know, entry level positions either. Right. So thinking about just the impact that automotive has and, and I couldn't help but look at the advertising section. Obviously, we have a heart for marketing and advertising. There you right? Go. Right. Here, here's the interesting thing. Like as you track uh, Isaac, you can put the, the graph up as you look at the eight point nine billion dollar ad spend and how it's allocated out. I'll go from from top to bottom. Uh, yeah, there you go. The pie chart one. So. 63.6 was spent on the internet, 12.4% on TV, 9.8% on radio, 82 direct mail. I was surprised by the direct Ooh. mail percentage. 8.2. Well, because all you got to do is send one piece a year and it's 8.2%. So <laughs> <laughs> got him. Uh, newspapers coming in at four and a half percent. I think it's time to like the 63.6% spent on the internet. I was like, I think some subcategories are important now in these reports just on the internet, I, right? Because I agree because if I had to guess internet is now inclusive of like streaming services, OTT, and right? You're going to have OTT yeah, so. and search and SEM. You're going to have like anything you spent that was deployed on the internet, which is Facebook, right? Which is pretty right. much all of life. So I think we get the point. The point is that, okay, digital is in charge, Right. Now, here's, here's a question because there are a ton of dealers that are executing the majority of their budget in digital, but there are still a significant amount of large dealers that are that are doing a lot on the traditional side. And so it's still crazy to me to see that spending on the internet is 63% is only, of the budget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. because you, you, you think you would expect a lot more would be TV and traditional. 
Yeah, it's it seems like there's still a lot of spending on the traditional yeah, it's side. It's probably so, indicative yeah. of the fact that there are just very large and very savvy groups that have just gone all digital. 100%. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like disproportionate. I would argue that probably the the smaller groups and the more individual stores benchmark much more heavily toward a higher percentage of traditional spend than digital. Yep. And then the, I think you're probably the right. more sophisticated the marketing spend gets, the more digital it is. And I think there's just more dollars in that pot. So that's going to skew the whole thing. Um, yep. Total ad spend. In 2019, it was $9.25 billion. In 2020, it went way down to $7.48 billion. Naturally. And, it, and in 2021... We're still significant. We're a billion plus lower than we were in 2019. So 2019 was 9.25. 2021 is 8.19 billion. So um, do you think that's because people got more savvy with how they spent their money or it has mostly to do with the fact that there's less inventory? What do you think? It's still it's still less inventory because I, like in just our conversations with a lot of dealers, it's like we haven't brought back our full budget because we don't even have the new cars. What are we going to talk about? Right. Um, yeah. So I think that, I think that there's still just like restrict because here's the thing. I think if dealers had the inventory right now, they would be spending at the rate of profit that they're, that they're yeah. managing to, right? Like you would probably see that come back up to an average per unit in the mid sixes uh, instead of down at six, which is where, uh, which is where it, uh, at $600 cost per sale. Um, so I, I just think that, I think it really is predicated on the volume of new cars on the ground, right? Well, I'm looking, um, look at the next line down, the average per unit. Went from 640 in 2019 down to 582 in 2020, and now is back up to 602. So the average per unit is still lower, but that could also have a lot to do with the fact that, like, there's not a lot of competition for advertising your inventory. If you right. have a car to sell, guess what? Everyone's going to find it. So you have to spend mm -hmm. less money to get there. It will be interesting to see, watch what happens as the curve uh, goes back up. But you and I know from clients we work with and things we've seen, Dang, $602 is a lot of money per car. And that doesn't even factor in personnel. Yeah. Right? No. Like we're big believers and we've seen it in place that you literally can get between $200 and $250 and $400 a unit, including your human resources expense. Yep. It, it exists, but I mean, there's just a lot of waste, which means there's a lot of opportunity. Um, let's talk about something else for a second. Let's go. Toyota and Nissan did something. They went into the metaverse and you know what they saw first? They didn't see this image, but it does look like the metaverse. They went they both <laughs> they both went into the metaverse and they saw Brian Kramer sitting on a lounge chair <laughs> saying like, "What took you guys so long?" <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> he was he's like, "I've been waiting for you." A uh, Toyota and Nissan just created virtual experience in the metaverse with two very distinct uh, purposes. I was surprised to read this. So Toyota has taken a line saying they are working in the metaverse and developing their metaverse experience to really cater towards their team members and provide a place for uh, primarily know. younger employees to come in and say like, hey, this virtual workspace, avatar based, right? And I've seen some of that stuff. It looks really cool. While Nissan, right. on the other hand, is leaning into um, like new vehicle launches and consumer experiences. So I saw they both got in the metaverse. I'm like, okay. And then I read it and I realized that like- Two oh, different approach. trajectories. Makes sense. Look, I'm just going to throw this out there. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's scary, but- the way to direct to consumer without having to mess with franchise laws is obviously in a virtual space. Oh, yeah. Just watch out. 
Yeah. It, I mean, well, the playground exists. Yep. Right? You don't exactly. have to go anywhere and you can actually interact. So uh, what we're saying there is dealers, don't sleep on the metaverse. Right? Like, I understand. I understand the hesitancy. We talk about it all the time. Just no, yeah, without a doubt. A and, bit. Yeah, know? everybody's going. The, obviously, we have plenty to do and work to do in the showroom experience and the online experience. Absolutely. Right? But we just can't sleep on it. You just can't be like, no, it's never coming. You can't reject it. Yeah, um, you just learning. have to be aware and learn learn about it. Same advice sure. we have with crypto. Just get get a little bit. You actually don't even need VR goggles to, to uh, operate right. in the metaverse. Right. Yep. You can just be on a desktop and you move around. Like if you have a kid, just ask them to to see what it is to play Roblox, the game, R-O-B-L-O-X. Yeah. And it's kind of like that. Uh, all right. We're kind of going a little long here. We got one more story that we think is important to talk about. So um, basically everybody knows Carvana acquired Odessa. That the transaction isn't actually closing until May. And um, it seems that a lot of people are starting to pull back from uh, committing to sell and buy and sell their cars at Odessa, from the Automotive News article, Lithia CEO Brian DeBoer says during last week's first quarter uh, earnings call, he said he believes seven, several manufacturers recently pulled out of uh, selling their vehicles from Odessa. And Automotive News confirmed that Toyota Financial Services did indeed choose to end its relationship with Odessa effective April 1st. Yo, that's a lot of inventory leaving a major source for vehicle acquisition in the U.S., and one that is owned by a direct competitor to use vehicle sales. And we know what all the manufacturers are doing, which is doing a use vehicle sales opportunity and CPO vehicle sales opportunity. Um, I, if I had to guess, Toyota's probably working in the background to something very, very similar to what GM has and Stellantis yep. have already done. We'll keep it, keep it, keep it in the walls, right? We'll keep yep. it within the walls of our store. And, and you know, it, it makes sense that the auction industry in general would be taking a massive knock from the way things are going and this great reset. Auction is not going to be what it was before. Probably companies no. like ACV, right, filling in a big gap. But I think a lot more is going to be manufacturers, like you said, saying like, you know what, we have this asset of certified pre-owns, right? We have these new sales models, like let's keep them in the walls and let our own franchise dealers trade, you know, trade horses within, yep. within our walls before we have to spend the time, energy, money, and attention to get outside. Ernie Garcia, CEO of Carvana, did acknowledge that a small handful of both buyers and sellers have chosen to leave. Um, he said, uh, we didn't put this in the show notes, but he did say this is within or less than the fallout that we've expected thus far. So, wow. I mean, I well, guess you have I, to expect it. You have to expect it. I mean, I, like, I know that multiple dealers that were like, yep, never going back there immediately. But then there's still going to be plenty that say, hey, look, it's just it's an acquisition source and we, we're still going to find vehicles. Whoever owns it, they own it. Right. Um, I think that the more interesting story is is just around uh, the voting machine of Carvana starting to get downvoted yeah, from a uh, stock standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. From a stock standpoint. And uh, this is just another tick in that. And to, to see what actually happens when the acquisition takes place will be interesting as well. Um, here's the thing. We talk a lot about supply chain management from a new car perspective. We haven't talked about it from a used car perspective. And manufacturers are looking at supply chain, not just on the new car side, but on the used car side. So it'll be interesting to see what other manufacturers do from, with things like Odessa and Mannheim in the future. It will. Uh, one of our Soto investors, Brian Bedstock, said, yep, they're taking these knocks, but they got a lot of really smart people over there, so I'd be watching to see how they pivot and transition and use this to try to leverage it and slingshot them. Don't count them out is what it's saying. 
let's be honest, Odessa, acquiring Odessa has really doubled the volume that um, Carvana can actually process from 1 million to 2 million vehicles. So at the very yep. least, right, they've doubled their capacity to be able to process their product, which are indeed used cars. Your product for today is a full Monday ahead of you where you can do anything you choose to do. So we yeah. hope you will serve people, innovate, regardless of what's going on in the world, get out there and like make some progress.